You're listening to Fit Girl Talk Radio with your host, Sarah Thomas. Sarah has been a nationally certified personal trainer since 2010, specializing in women's fitness, has a bachelor's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology, and is an IPE bikini pro bodybuilder, all while being a wife, a mom, business owner, and frequent traveler. In each episode, Sarah and her guests will discuss all things related to self-growth, health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition. So grab a coffee, get comfy, and join Join them for some Fit Girl Talk. Hey guys, I'm your host, Sarah Thomas, and I'm so excited you tuned into Fit Girl Talk Radio today. We have on an awesome guest. Her name is Kelly Rohan. Um, Kelly lives in the St. Louis area, and she is an infectious disease specialist. She's a marathon runner, an F45 coach, and a soon-to-be cycle bar star. She's actually in training, like, right now. Um, And Kelly has done a lot of really cool things with her life in the last year or so, and I can't wait for us to dig into that. But first, I want, Kelly, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. All right. Well, thank you for having me, Sarah. I appreciate it. Um, Again, my name is Kelly. I am 29 years old. I am from the St. Louis area. I grew up in Maryland Heights. I now live in the St. Charles area, um, which is where I do most of my work. Um, But I am an infectious disease specialist by day and a fitness instructor early in the morning and late at night. So that is also what I do. Wait. Tell us what an infectious disease specialist okay. is, because I'm super interested oh, yeah. in this. It's, it's so funny. All my friends, anytime I say that, they're like, what do you do exactly? <laughs> and then it gets really awkward. Um, so what I do is I actually, I work for the Missouri State Health Department in infectious diseases. Um, I am specifically in the Bureau of HIV and STDs, so even more exciting. Um, with that, anytime someone tests positive for an infectious disease, so if you're tested at a clinic hospital, pretty much anywhere, and your test is positive, it's mandated by law that it's reported to the state. So we deal with the positive, you know, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, HIV. Yes, great. And let me tell you, I completely understand why we are the STD capital of the U.S. So very, very busy there. Um, I really follow like syphilis and HIV cases I make sure that once people, you know, are told of their diagnosis that we step in and make sure that they get proper care, proper treatment um, with HIV, get them set up with case management. Um, But then the really, really fun part is being like, I need to know all your sex partners so that we can go find them and make sure that the transmission is stopped. So it is a wild job. My friends love telling everyone. Oh my God. So that's crazy. How did you even get into that? So I, after college, I really like, I would, I went to SIUE. Um, my degree is in community health education, which is now public health. And I really did not know where I wanted to specialize. We get to take classes like all across the board. And I just, I loved them all. So it was really hard for me. And to be honest, right after college, I was not ready to like fully grow up. So I actually moved across the world to Australia and I lived there for about six months, just like as an au pair, a nanny, kind of just wanted to get like the travel feels out of me. 
How did you find that job? So I've been a nanny and I actually still am a nanny um, since high school. And when I was in college, the mom I was nannying for, I was just kind of telling her, you know, I really want to travel. Like my schooling just like didn't allow me to do any like study abroad. And she mentioned, she's like, well, have you ever heard of being an au pair? And I brought it up to my mom and my mom's like, well, yeah, you should totally do that. Like we had some connections in different countries, but in the end, I actually went on a online, it's called au pair world. And it's kind of like a care.com sort of thing. So you make profiles, families make profiles. And I really, I set up a profile. You choose between like, I think it was like five or six countries. And, um, you know, you fill out a whole thing of like, you know, smoking, non-smokers, you know, lives near water, not how many kids, all of that stuff. And then it's just like reading resumes. Like they're applying to you, you're applying to them. And it's just like this one family just stuck. And so they were in Australia. So I lived about um, four hours north of Sydney. So I lived in the bush. So that's pretty much everything that's been on fire right now. So it's been like traumatizing to me. And like, luckily I still have like a good communication with them. So I've been keeping in touch and um, they haven't had any like big significant damage. Um, Not far away they have, but they're okay, which is good. So I did that and then I came home and that's when I literally just started applying to like everywhere. Um, Luckily for me, my former professors had like a Facebook group and they would post jobs like all over anywhere they would get them. And I was just on that consistently. And I found this one and I really had no idea what I was applying for, but I'm like, okay, Missouri state health department. Like that sounds great. Like, let's just see what it is. And they put it as like health program representative. So I'm like, okay, well I'm doing something in health. I really did not know what, and I did not (laughs) think I would get it. And so I applied and next thing you know, four years later, here we are. That's awesome. So, but it's great. I mean, my professors too, they have me come back every year and like speak to the seniors and like health, the class of like kids who are trying to decide if they want to be health majors. And it's just, you just watch like mouths drop. They're like, that is a job. I'm like, it's a job. Hey, that's an important job. It's not easy. Um, but it is definitely, it needs to be done. So definitely change the dating life too (laughs) which is always a funny one people like if I ever go on a date they're like so what do you do I'm like let's save that one for like maybe the third (laughs) I work in public health yeah exactly (laughs) so okay so tell us about how you um, got into fitness so fitness has always been a part of my life Um, growing up played just about every sport you know soccer basketball uh, pretty much everything but volleyball. I just never got into volleyball. Hmm. Not very tall. I don't know. I just <laughs> didn't get into it. Um, but I mean, I played select basketball, soccer, um, softball, traveled. That was just my childhood was sports. And then um, in high school, I did soccer and basketball. And after that college, I like obviously was not going to college to play sports, did intramurals. And just to kind of stay in shape or what I thought was in shape. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like after college, it was just kind of one of those things where I finally hit a point um, where I realized I had like kind of let myself go. So this was probably 2015, 
16, I want to guess. Um, you know, I definitely just enjoyed post-college, like feeling like an adult. You know, I had money-ish, you know, mm-hmm. going out, doing the whole thing. Did not want to wake up early, like on a Saturday morning and go work out. Like I wanted to go out the night before and then probably be in bed the rest of the day and eat yes. pizza and do all of that. So, um, yeah, I definitely had a period of life where I did not fully recognize it, like that I was kind of letting myself go. And um, yeah, one day it just hit me. My clothes like did not fit me anymore. And I've been pretty lucky with like having a good metabolism, like being an athlete, right. And an athlete and like, you know, staying in those smaller sizes, you know, I have long legs, everything. And just genetically I felt great and it was catching up with me. So, um, you know, I would go to the gym. I could do cardio for days, obviously running a marathon, but like weightlifting, I was like, what is that? Like, I was so intimidated. Like I'm Mm -hmm. sure just about every girl is. So like going into the gym, I think in college, I never even once went into like the actual weight room. Like I like Mm -hmm. peeked my head in was like, oh my God, there's a lot of guys in there. Like I I can't do that. Um, So that's when I had to like kind of let down my like pride a little bit and be like, I need help. Like I need a trainer to show me what to do because cardio is not cutting it. So I um, I reached out to a friend whose boyfriend was a personal trainer um, who kind of took me in and I was going through some, some life changes also. So, you know, trying to lose weight, having stress in your life. Um, this job that I had gotten was new and I was kind of like in the out of training, really like doing things on my own, which kind of hard. So different things like, you know, adding against me, but I was just like, so determined to just get myself back. And I kept saying like, I don't know, my whole thing was like, I want to have the best body I can before I have children. Um, I know from friends, like it's just never the same afterwards. Very and, true. Yeah. And so I really just, that was my go-to saying, I don't know why, but I'm like, I want to see how well I can make my body be. Cause I've never had like a very, you know what I mean? I guess toned in a sense where you're like, actually like understanding weights and how they work. I always had the cardio thin body, right? Um, which wasn't bad for me, but at the same time, I just, I wasn't educated. So I really dove into that. I lost a lot of fat, which was so hard. And I, again, I never had to lose fat. So, um, I really got into, I started tracking macros, which was really hard. Um, Where my schedule was in life, um, I had a lot of free time too, and I was definitely overdoing it. I mean, it got to like, I was seeing results and I was like thriving off of it and becoming obsessive over it. Mm -hmm. And I would say my macros, like where my trainer had them set were perfect. I was hitting them. Sometimes there were a little, like, of course, I'd always rather be under than over, mm-hmm. but I was adding in way too much. I was over-exercising because I was trying to drown out other things in life. And sure. um, so I finally, I mean, I'm probably about six months in, like, my best friend and my trainer, like, had to have a little bit of a come to Jesus with me, like, Kelly, you've lost what you needed, but it's not it's not in a healthy way now. Like you just don't look as healthy. Like you look amazing, but we know mentally what's going on. And it's just, I don't want to see it go, you know, either even worse or you go backwards. So I really kind of, you know, in that time with my mental health and whatnot, 
was like, I need to just make a change. Like, I want to keep this up. I loved the momentum, the motivation. Um, but I knew it was just kind of like, I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Right. So I would say for about a year then, I was just kind of like living in the moment. Um, you know, I was just kind of like doing things here and there, would go to club fitness, wasn't a big group fitness person. But honestly, at that time, there wasn't a lot around here. There was no orange theories. There really wasn't a cycle bar. Um, or it was just kind of like club fitness, golds, different things like that. You know, yes. I don't think it, it is like it is now where you could turn any corner and do right. a class. So um, yeah, I did that. And now I am, you know, where I'm at, I finally was like, you know what, I need to start making the change for the better. I want to help people. And by helping them, it's going to help me. And just now I'm in like a good routine. I feel like I've, you know, gotten a strong dynamic of like where my body works well, how to like balance. Um, I definitely had to let go of the macro thing for a while because it was just getting way too mentally obsessive for me. Yeah. So, so when you were living in the moment and just kind of doing whatever that day that you had time for that day or whatever you were felt called to that day, um, this kind of leads right into the main point of our um, episode today. So tell us kind of where you found yourself at the end of 2018, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So 2018, you know, mentally was just not in a good place. And I knew I had to make a change. And I just, I was sick of living my life just like with no purpose. It kind of felt like I was just going in day in, day out. Like I was going to the gym, but I wasn't really, there was no purpose. Um, so my roommate and I, um, and best friend, you know, a couple of our girlfriends really on New Year's were like, what's your New Year's resolution, which is so cliche and so like, you know, whatever, but I don't even, it was like a light bulb hit. I'm like, you know what, this year I'm going to start saying no, like genuinely no. And I'm going to have no remorse for it. And they all just looked at me like, well, you're kind of an ass, like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I like, I really, I hadn't thought about it, but it just like hit me in the head. Like, I'm going to start saying no to things. Like I knew that like in the last year, I was only doing things for people because I knew it would make them happier. Not me, you know, where my friends would be like, oh, let's go to dinner here. Let's go there. And I'm like, I really don't want to go. I don't have time to go, but I would do it just to like satisfy other people, not myself. So, yes. Yeah, so, which is so hard. I love this because um, this is like something that you see in like self-help books, like uh, the power of saying no, like you read it, yes. you see it, we've all like come across it and you just kind of say, oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to start doing that. And then you don't, right? So right. Um, how did you actually start implementing this in at the new year? So I've said for so long, like there was all these things fitness related I want to do. Like, like I said, fitness has always been a part of my life, but I never really made it like a big passion career, like type thing. So it was just a part of my life. And I knew like going in, like I need to start saying no to the things I don't care about that don't serve me purpose you know, all of that. And really I had, I had told people, I've told many people like, you know, when they're like, Oh, what's your, you know, five, 10 year goal. What do you see yourself in the future? 
And I've always just wanted to have fitness part of my, my life, my career, my passion, you know, everything to really like live for it. And it would be more or less of like, Oh, well, when I have, when I'm married and have children, you know, I would love to be able to stay at home with my kids part of the time and help raise them, see them grow, you know, be able to go to their field trips and do stuff. But I also, I know that I could not be a full-time stay-at-home mom. I need to have fitness as like my balance there. And it was always kind of like, oh, well, when that time comes, when that time comes. And then more recently, I'm like, okay, well, you're about to hit 30. Like relationships just, you know, you're not, you're not married. You don't have kids. Um, You know, besides nannying, I feel like I have them. But really like I kept putting it off. Like, oh, that'll be a great goal in life. But then it really just hit me. I'm like, you've started saying no to the things not serving you purpose so that you can start saying yes to the things that you truly want to. Like it was just always making up an excuse kind of in my head of like, Oh, probably not the right time. It'll be too hard. Like, I don't know. It was just mental excuses. Like we said, we just, we see that no of like the power of saying no. And we're like, okay, that's too hard. Like, I'm just going to say yes because then everyone's happy and we can just keep going about our day. But so yeah. you told your friends in advance, so that obviously helped. Um, but did. have you hurt anybody's feelings, lost any um, people you know, along the way? That's a great question. I, my personality is very bold and blunt. <laughs> so I, and I think that has definitely increased when I started this mentality of like, no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, my close friends, I think were shocked at first, but at the same time, they're like, they know my personality where they're like, Kelly means no, she means no. And I think they've kind of seen like, that's probably one of the hardest things for a female to do is to say no, because by nature we're nurturers. We want, you know, we want people to like us. We want people to care and everything like that. But like, again, then we put ourselves back into kind of putting ourselves second in a sense of, this isn't really what I want to do, but I'm doing it for you. So I just, I don't know if I've lost friends, honestly, if I have, hasn't affected my life. Right. Um, and hopefully it like makes other women or just people, men too, you know, in general kind of just realize like, wow, like saying no is really hard, but it just, it can completely change your life and the way you think about things. So what's been like one of your best accomplishments this in 2019? Yeah. So uh, definitely the fitness, like I've now you know, I started last year, like the beginning of, um, I guess it was February is when I became a founding member of our F45 studio here in St. Charles. I was so excited. I had heard about it when I was over in California and I'm like, this is something that I need. Like, again, we don't really have a whole lot of studios or we didn't in St. Charles. Um, and so I was just super excited about it. So I jumped into that, um, and was a member and then um then the whole like marathon thing kind of was honestly a complete joke my dad and I have had this joke I've always been a runner and I've done halves 5k you know I've done all that but my dad would always say like Kelly you have to run a marathon before you turn 30 and I'm like absolutely not like that's not happening sounds awful miserable no way and so I would just I was like nope nope not doing it and again, cause I thought it would be the best for me. Um, and jokingly, a couple of my girlfriends and I ran a 5k and I am a competitive type. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be competitive in this one. It's just a 5k. It's for a good cause. But 
naturally got out in front and they sent us the wrong way. So I only went like a mile and I'm back at the finish line. And there was like five of us and we were all like, okay, well, we weren't competitive, but like potentially we could have won that. You know what I mean? So they had to restart it and they're like, well, we'll restart your chips and you just have to rerun the course. So we did and somehow still placed, (laughs) still got a medal, which was great. But you know, it's just that mentality of like, wow, if I can reset my mind to like still do that and still place, like I can run a marathon. And one of our girlfriends just, she acts irrationally sometimes and in the moment and we weren't even in the car yet after this race and she'd already signed up for the marathon. And I'm like, oh boy. Like I had told her the joke with my dad and she just got so excited and she just signed up. So I'm like, well, I can't let her run this alone. So yeah. So how long did you have to train for it? Oh my gosh. I started in May or I guess end of May maybe. Um, and my race was in October. So it was my whole summer. And I actually had to take time away from F45 because it's just so consuming, like physically, mentally, everything. It's so consuming. So yeah, yeah, it was a lot, but I would not trade it for the world. I'm still like in shock to this day that I ran a marathon, but, um, yes. And the actual race day was like perfect. I mean, we trained in everything, rain, you know, lightning. My roommate actually got stuck under a bridge for a while. And she's like, can you come pick me up? We were running differently. I'm like, train in all conditions and then hung up on her. <laughs> and and then I got it back. And like the next week I was running in like a hundred degree weather. And so, uh, but then race day was like perfect. It was like low sixties, like overcast. Like I'll never be able to get that great of weather again. So that's awesome. One and done there, but that's yeah. awesome though. You should be so proud. That's I, like... I am. I really am. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you hate to be like boastful, but I'm like, hell yeah. Like if you even knew how mentally challenging that whole summer, like you had to say no to things. And that's where it really, really stuck was, you know, when people would ask us to go out or like we had, I, there was one time over the summer, we had two friends getting married in the same weekend. And we had one on Friday. We went to the wedding. I'm like, I'm like, I have to leave early because I have to wake up tomorrow and run 20 miles and then literally have an hour to shower and put heels on and go to another wedding. And after running 20 miles and wearing heels, you know, it was a lot. So we definitely had to pull, pull some commitments away. Yeah. So, but I never would have done any of this stuff fitness wise, finally, if I wouldn't have just been like, learn to say no, say no to things that don't serve you purpose. So what's next? What are your goals for 2020? Well, as you kind of explained in the beginning, I am currently in the boot camp to become a cycle star with the new cycle bar mid rivers here in St. Peter's. Um, And honestly, this has been mentally and physically exhausting. Uh, It's just a lot. I, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of background knowledge and cycling especially especially like rhythmic cycling like there's just a lot that goes into it so um hopefully by the end of the weekend I can say that I am a cycle star for um cycle bar mid rivers but if not you know that's just the way it is I'm trying to stay positive I have faith I have faith too but at the same time I've learned like some things just don't happen for a reason you (laughs) have to take it as a learning experience and go find something else that serves your purpose. So 
Yeah, I, I really haven't thought about it because 2019 was so good. I came into 2020 like, I don't really want anything to like change. I just want to continue this. I want to continue and stay accountable with myself to say no to things and not feel guilty. I think that's the hardest part is people will say no, but then they just feel so much guilt the whole time. And are like, oh my gosh, like, why did I say no? Like, should have said yes. And don't feel guilty. If it's not serving you purpose, don't feel guilty. I mean, I love staying home on Friday nights now and being able to go to bed whenever I want, you know, getting up in the morning, coaching classes, and just, it just, you get so much more control over yourself and your day and what you do. And it's seriously amazing. And I hope people will start, you know, doing it, even if it's just like slowly creeping it into their lifestyle, I promise you it will it will open your eyes and don't think of it as a selfish thing. Um, and if you do, you know what? Everyone needs to be selfish a little bit. Like it's just part of life. You will have, you don't have control if you don't have a little bit of selfishness, I feel like. Yes, I totally agree and totally inspired by you. And um, I think that I'm in a place now personally where I don't, I'm not in as many situations where I am offered to do things that don't, that I'm not into anymore, but certainly when I was um, in my younger 20s and I did so much stuff that I just didn't want to do, like Mm -hmm. going out and spending money and this and that. And like, um, so this applies to anybody at any age, at any stage in their life, but especially to any young ones out there listening, like in your early 20s, mid 20s. Like you don't have to do those things, live for yourself and do what makes you happy and fills your cup. And yes, so awesome. So inspired by you. you. Um, (laughs) Yes. So I was going to say, do you have any like advice to somebody getting started um, with this, but you kind of just did all that, but do you have anything else that you want to say to anybody that might be starting this? I mean, I would say too, I know not everyone has that like strong personality as as I do. And so like start small, like really just write down the things that you feel like serve you purpose in your everyday and that don't serve you purpose and start like weeding those things out and think about like, what, where's your happiness lie? Like, what do you see your future? You know, where with me, I always saw fitness and it was a part of my day, but I'm like, I want this to be more than just a part of my day. Like I want it to have more meaning. And so I had to start cutting things out. And again, like I coach on Saturday morning, I can't be going out late on Friday nights. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things I think start small, but it's also to learning that you'll also find who your true friends are. I mean, the ones that like understand when I say no to things, it's not, it's, it's not a, I guess what's the word? It's not personal. It's, it's just, I have to do this for me. And you should do what's best for you. I never, if a friend tells me that they can't come to something, I'm like, okay, you know, like completely understand. And it helps you be more of an understanding person as well. But yeah, do the things that serve you purpose. Start small, but really just like let that slowly be a part of your life. Say no when you don't want to do something and don't feel regret about it. So yes. 
So um, I'm going to tag all of Kelly's socials um, in the description of this podcast and on our Instagram page at Big Girl Talk Radio. Um, she is, like she mentioned, she coaches at F45 in St. Charles. Um, if you're in the area and you want to go try out um, a class with her or with anybody at that location, actually, I think um, just DM Kelly and she can get you hooked up with that for a complimentary week there. Um, so yeah, anything to say on that? Nope. Yeah. Just send me a DM and I can help you get started with that. And hopefully soon also a cycle bar, but we are not finished yet there. So I can't say anything um, specifically, but yeah, come yeah. back regardless. Even if I'm, you know, if I don't make it through this process, which I will, but you know she totally will but go <laughs> follow her i will be there regardless <laughs> i'll be riding if not so check out cycle bar mid rivers as well yes and go follow her instagram and then you can see when she's teaching and where she's teaching at and uh what 2020 brings to her so kelly thank you for your time and keep 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 it up keep saying thank no you. and I appreciate it yes thank you And last, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank our sponsors at Anytime Fitness in High Ridge, Missouri, where they strive to make healthy happen together with helpful, friendly coaches, thousands of welcoming locations worldwide, and always 24-hour access. All right, guys, please make sure to subscribe to Fit Girl Talk Radio and give us a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a great day, have a great week, and as always, Just do the best you can out there, and I promise we'll talk again soon.